Hey, yo, welcome back to the Sporting 160 EN podcast, episode 144. We are so close to that 150 mark and soon 160 for obvious reasons. But today is a two-man booth and joining us as always is Chris. How are you doing today, man? I am doing great. We have a lot of shit to talk about today, so let's just get right into it. Yep, and I'm your host as always, uh, Sam Fonseca. Now, we have not been... We haven't done a podcast in, I think, exactly two weeks. So, firstly, uh, apologies for us. Um, we have different schedules and everything, different time zones. It's a lot more difficult to to prepare. But on the bright side, we've got an absolute bomb of an episode because we've got so many things to get through. We missed four games, which I'll get up on my screen shortly. But we'll start off with the... That might be a new record, to be honest. The previous record, I think, was probably three. But four is... Four is a is is a lot. Well, it was those extra tasks at the Portugal and the extra games squeezed the in there. League yeah, one. just trying to get the right one. So the oldest game of the lot is uh, Sporting versus Porto. You can see the lineups here. Uh, a Danny goal. Sorry for Watt. making you remember this. Also, tough <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah, definitely not a memorable one. But we've got a Danny goal. Inacio Cuates, Neto, uh, Matius Reis, Poro, Ugarte, Matius Nunes, Nuno Santos, Rabia, Paulinho. Uh, goals from um, uh, Sarabia, which was uh, an absolute banger, and goals from Porto from Ivanilson and Taremi. Chris, what were your overall thoughts on the game? And just before you go, um, I'm just going to tie in with one of the Twitter questions from Nuno. He says, um, in the cup game, did you think that after we scored, we kind of gave up or more so let up? And that's what let them uh, turn it around on us. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Uh we got kind of, I mean, you could call it lucky. You could call it skill. You could call it lucky in the sense that the free kick was retaken because the flare was on the field still. And then he hit a banger when the first free kick was saved. Obviously it was, a, it was a great shot. Um, but yeah, we, we, we took our chance. Well, the first half was, was very, very just battling not too many, you know, clear cut chances really. If anything, we had one, one and they didn't have any, but yeah, after the goal, we, we we packed it in and they honestly we gave away the pk like five ten minutes later and then after the pk they scored like almost immediately after that cut us up on a, on a counter attack and after that we were we were we were uh, we were in big trouble um and we still are because the away goals rule is still in effect until next season so i'd yeah. say the most charitable result here would have been like three two because we each probably have one more clear-cut chance down the stretch. Porto probably had a little bit more, but Kowats, I think, had a great – Marches, he made a great save on a Kowats header right at the end. There's potentially another PK in there on Pepe and uh, another clear-cut chance as well for Taremi. Maybe it's 3-2, 4-2. We would still have a mountain to climb in that scenario as well. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think the last – or at least after the goal, fifty-five minutes. You know, the last 30, 30 minutes was was not was not good enough here. Yeah, I agree. And and looking at the, the goal point analysis, it's I agree with them saying there wasn't one like standout player for either side. I thought it was a, a, I know it was three goals, but it was a pretty boring game, all things considered. Especially considering the drama from the the last one before that, with with all the the sort of aggression and violence but like you mentioned the flares were in full force in uh, mostly at dan's side of the goal but um i think 
their last goal was just fantastic build-up play from them. And it was a, a great counter-attack. And it was one that you have to just hold your hands up and be like, you know, it's really no one's fault. It was just, you know, Adan, Adan's on the other card and he comes out. But by that point, it's like, if he commits, then he's going to get a red card and they're going to get either a penalty if it's inside the box or free kick, obviously. But um, I think overall, just Ivan Usen, I think he's a great player. And I said this when um, a podcast after Luis Diaz left for Liverpool, that they're, they're not as like down as we th- think they are because Ivan Usen is just such a good player. And I think, you know, like I said, it was it was a pretty boring game, all things considered. I think the penalty call was at the time, maybe I thought it wasn't, but looking back, I I, I would say so. I, I thought the referee it's had a cope. People people that say it's not or that say it's an elbow and it's a foul, it's cope. I, I, I Poro recklessly goes into him. He's he's obviously looking to go down. Like no doubt about it, he's looking to go down for sure. But don't plow into the back of him and give him even more of a reason to go down, you know, because he's just think, waiting yeah. to see you. He's Polo waiting to feel as well. That's why he's going down and holding his head. And he realizes he fucked up. So he's like, oh shit, let me yep. do the do the age old trick of me pretending to be hurt as well and see where that gets me. Didn't work. Yeah. Didn't work this time. Not gonna it's against Porto this season. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, I, I remember a few people on Twitter because it was a, a few weeks ago now, but like people were saying, Oh, how can you say it's not a foul clear gets an elbow in the face? You're like, Well, no, he doesn't. Like he makes the contact first, and like when the guy falls, he falls down like that. So he like swings his arm back, but it's definitely not a foul to us. But like, <laughs> is it is it a soft penalty? Yeah. Is it still a penalty? The answer is yes as well, unfortunately. But um, he called it. He he pointed right to the spot. So now we need a VAR to overturn it. Not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. Did you did you have a stand up performer from this match? Uh, I know no. I forgot to mention. Sorry that Edwards and. <laughs> Slimani came on for a pretty awful, ca- awful coming, especially Edwards. I remember seeing the goal point stat. It was like zero passes completed, zero dribbles completed. Zero Slimani, if I, this is the game where Slimani had like four turnovers, right? With he came on and gave to... the ball away. Oh, this was like his second or third appearance. Yeah, yeah. This was a really bad Slimani cameo. And actually oh. a really bad Edwards cameo as well. But they are both rounded into form in the last, in this four-game span that we're going to talk about, so... I can't remember if it was this game or the, the last Porto game, but like Slimani put a bit of an awesome through on goal from just like a simple pass back to the defence and it just went through everything. Oh, yeah, right after coming in, right? Yeah, that was it. I can't remember if that was oh, this man. game or the actual league game, but, you know. Yeah, I'm actually glad that I forget this game. You know, it's tough. I'll have to remember it in in, in like a month when we play the second leg, but it's best to just yeah, forget it, about it's it. crazy how like spaced <laughs> it is just like oh yeah this one's in february or march i think it was february no it was i think it was late february, february potentially early march just because yeah and then it's like the next game is in like may or like april it's like come on like no one's gonna remember <laughs> that but yeah for me i i don't really i, I genuinely Dude, we, need to win by two. we need to win by two so yeah, yeah. Gotta, i mean gotta, things have happened Stranger things have happened. It's not over, obviously, but mountain to climb for sure. Definitely. And then, so the good thing about it is, so Porto obviously are 1-0 down to Lyon in Europa. They could always turn that around. And it's like Befica, congratulations to them, by the way, getting into quarterfinals. Um, Definitely rooting for Porto to turn their results around. Exactly. You can see both Portuguese teams going pretty far, which also helps coefficient, but also helps Sporting's chances in gaining ground on Porto and Making sure Befica lose more ground on us. So, Agreed. so yeah, uh, 
definitely a mountain to climb and i agree with juice box i'm sick of porto especially of playing them it feels like we've played them like four times even though we've played them, did play them a bunch of times in a row yeah and didn't really get the best of them any of the times <laughs> uh, i just know in the league it's just going to be a draw because it always is well obviously there's no league games anymore but like anytime you come into Porto, it's like, okay that's going to be a point even though in the first game where Luis Diaz saved them, we should have won. But, you know, should have, would have, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. A lot but, of should have, uh, would have in these types of games, I feel like. Yeah, most definitely. And I'm inclined to agree with Juicebox again, saying, and their fan base. They're not but, going um, anywhere. <laughs> most definitely. Now, the game was next, was was it a rocker, right? Or is it Man City? What? Depends. Do you want to talk about this all the city thing now, or do you want to do a Ruka first and then we can do the city? Because technically, I think the city happened next, but we can just skip to a Ruka and then go back to city. No, let's let's do it in order. Let's go. Um, right. Just see if I've got the right tab. Cool. So Sporting Man City nil uh, nil. Uh, you can see the team there: Adan, Cuartes, Neto, Inacio, Tabata, Ugarte, uh, Matus Rice, Pedro Porro, Sarabia. Paulinho and Slimani. Tabata playing in the sort of Matus Nunes role. Uh, Matus Nunes um, didn't play. I believe he wasn't even in in, in the actual um, squad. But this is another game where we have the dynamic duo of Slimani and Paulinho. And I was there and I, we did get a question from Nuno to just speak about my um, like walk us through and tell me about the experience. Um, not, not the match, but the experience. Um, so we started off by going to a place called um, Shambles Square, which is all where the sporting fans would meet outside a pub, which I'm not going to lie, probably made an absolute killing on, on drinks. They were selling them like... Problem, is that, is, and I, it looked familiar, and then I saw that it was like where the, all the visiting fans typically go, right? So yeah, every weekend, like, if someone's coming in there, basically, right? Every other weekend, at least. Well, yeah, and it was like, it was 4.50 a pint, and I know there was loads being thrown, and like, so I know they definitely <laughs> did, did, did make it. Is four fifty a good price, a high price, mid, mid? What's what's? It's the, like it's, the... it's mid. I would say like right. you can definitely get more expensive, but like I, I don't know what the pint prices are in Manchester, but like where I live, it's probably like about there. So it's like okay, it's decent price, but it's not not too expensive. But they should they didn't they didn't tell me what beer it was, and it wasn't very nice beer. I, I think it was like craft beer, which I'm not really a fan of. But what um? The... How did you get there? Train. So uh, we drove down. Drove. So because we were going to get the train, but um, there were no trains back until like seven in the morning. And my brother, who I went with, had work the next day. So we just drove down. So we left. So we left Stevenage, where I live, about eleven or twelve, and we got to Man City. Well, Manchester, should I say, around sort of three. So it was about three and a half hour drive. It, it took, but. You know, I think it definitely was better than getting the train. Uh, there was option to get like um, a bus from a nuclear in London, but even so, there were no trains back from the bus, sorry, from the place in London. Is Manchester so like that big, like the the city itself? Yeah, it's 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 a big, big, big city. It's big. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. I think London is the biggest, and it's like Birmingham. I think I could be totally wrong. Birmingham, Manchester, somewhere like that. But, um, but yeah, we got there and I saw a lot of friends of the show. I saw um, Irish Sam, who who's spoke to us before, and I believe Danny's met him in, in Lisbon as well. I saw Kevin and Diogo, who are friends of mine as well and, and friends of the show. Diogo was once in our space and Kevin 
uh, we go quite quite far back with him. I didn't really meet anyone else from what I could see. I saw people I know, but I didn't go up go up to them. Um, but got to the stadium after a few drinks, and the sniffer dog came and sniffed me. I had two <laughs> two different ones sniffed me. One of them was like, just was, he said, like, yeah, go on. He didn't really care. Like, the they guy, sniffing everybody, or what, what's the deal here? They just had them at the gates, and if they'd go forward to sniff someone, they would like take them out. So the first dog <laughs> came up to me and sniffed me, and the guy didn't care. Just like going through. The second dog sniffed me, and the police officer was such a prick. Like, honestly, like, I'm not even just saying because I know they've got a job to do and everything. And if they get caught, like, if we get caught with drugs, whatever, you know, it's against the law, fine. But like he was like, "Do you ha- do you have any drugs or pyrotechnics in your bag?" Because I I bought like a little uh, sort of I guess man bag because I had my portable charger in there, so I kept the tickets as well, so I didn't lose them. And yeah, was, I I was like, "No, I've never done drugs in my life," which is a fact, and uh, I I don't have any pyrotechnics. And as I said that, he was like, "Are you going to let me finish?" I was like, "You just asked me a question." I was answering the <laughs> question, and then he just repeats the same question, and then he goes, "We have Still no. open- <laughs> yeah." I said, I was like, well, no, because we have an open door policy. So if you give me the drugs you have, all the prior you have, you still go in. It's like, don't have anything. It's like, oh, <laughs> my, my steward's going to come search you. And the steward took me to the side. And literally, the first thing he said was, don't worry about him. He's a twat. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, I, I was searched. And believe it or not, no drugs or, or pyrotechnics, just my Got tickets. Yeah. So that was, was stressful. But it was just like, you know, I knew I didn't have anything. So it was fine at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, we got into the game at around, I think we got into the stadium about seven. So just an hour before kickoff and had, had like a sausage roll or something. Can't remember what it actually was, but it was like some little snack thing. Um, and that was it, really. Scran or no that, scran? No scran. It was, it was no very scram. burnt. And it was that was overpriced because that was in the actual stadium. I think it was like for three of them, we paid like nine pounds, which is crazy for like three sausage rolls. But um, just trying to. They think. had beers in the stadium, though. It looked like, or no? Yeah, but you just couldn't bring them into the like where you were sitting. Okay, you but I don't. In Portugal, in. they don't even sell beer in the stadium, or do they? It's only the zero. No, they they sell yeah the, the non-alcoholic. But I was speaking to my friend who went to a, a West Ham um, away game, or well, not away game, home game, but like a Europa League, and he said they weren't having beer, even like at the turnstiles or even in. Sort of fan okay, area. So I guess it depends on the club. At least they have the choice, I guess. And they, I guess, uh, Man City, they choose to tamer fan base, so they, uh, they, they feel yeah. better about selling it. I guess. <laughs> but but you say a fan base. They were giving it to us all game. Like they were saying. Oh one yeah. Of, one of the chances you're just a shit Benfica, which was a good one. Um, <laughs> five nil was a lot. Uh, a lot of ch- like a chanted a lot. I'm trying to think what of. We we chanted Cristiano and Ronaldo, which I know. I didn't really get Budge winning anyway. I know why they said it, but it was just like he sh- he's he's a bit washed now, isn't he? So it's like yeah, he's like not Man really City giving is... it. He's not really giving it to him this year. <laughs> if United were top and like they beat City, you'd be like, yeah, that's a fair chance. But it's just like, well, right right now they're not doing very good. But um, for me, it was just like, yeah, they were on good form. The City fans are I'll give them to that. And like even when we were walking back. So we walked back to where the car park was. We didn't park near the stadium. We parked on like some other car park down the road. And like there were city fans talking to me, my dad and my brother. Like they were really respectful. Like there was one type behind us that just can't. He must have like Googled the word five in Portuguese and just started saying Cinco over and over again. <laughs> just like, but like screaming it. And I was just like, mate, I, I don't really care. 
but yeah, there were they were nice fans, and it was good to have that sort of like back and forth. There was some shit going. On. I mean, Scott Carson entered the game, bro. The game was some shit as well. Had a chance then, to win it, bro. What what was going through your head as Paulinho isolates himself with Scott one on one versus Scott Carson with ten minutes left? I got I. So there was no one to my left. There was a, so there, there was two seats to my left empty and a guy on the end row and right is where my family were. But like I remember getting up because I saw him through and I was I literally it feels like slow motion, but I was like, all you have to do is put it left or right and you put <laughs> it straight at him. And like all the forty fans were convinced it was a goal. And just like that, that I still can't believe really you missed that. Yeah, I mean, that was the chance, bro. That well. was the chance. That would have been limbs, bro. Limbs in the away end. Oh, when they got the they scored their goal, it was offside. I mean, we celebrated that like we scored, like when, when it was yeah, yeah. Offside. I mean, bro, we they caught they let's be fair, they got lucky with the VAR in the first leg. I mean, it was onside, yeah. but like they're very fortunate, and so we got the benefit of the doubt in this one, right? So nice, <laughs> too late, too little, too late, but a nice token, yeah, definitely. But like the sporting fans were great, like. They were they were always loud, and luckily, actually, I was sat left, like literally a few rows down from me was Irish Sam. So I I spoke to him during the game as well, and he had his um he was with a guy called Pedro, and they had their their like um flag with uh, Sporting and Celtic on it, which was a nice yeah. touch. I, I did like the flag. Um, and Kevin and, and Diego were right in front of me. Like, a, a few were you in the down. first level or the second level? The second level. So we like, I mean, it was bad seats in terms of atmosphere, but like. It was good seats to watch the game because. So the more partying was going on in the lower part, and then the second part was smaller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then there was a well, third level too, with even like a, just a little bit of people, right? Oh, was there? Uh, I didn't know that. No. Okay, so it was just the two levels, then the two sections. We were like right at the top of, of the second section. Got like, it. Like really high up, but like I could see everything. But it was just yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it, it was sold out, like in all the other seats, right? All the Man City seats was were packed in. Yeah, it it look, didn't look that way, but then like five minutes before the game started, they all they must have had like some delay, I think, and then they all mm -hmm. came came flying in. But um, yeah, it was it, anyone who hasn't been to a sporting away game, even if it, if like you know you want to go to somewhere, let's say next year if you get Europe, you want to go to like I don't know in Italy or Germany, wherever. I I really recommend it, especially. You know, coming out of the, I know we're still in a pandemic, but coming out of those restrictions, you know, we've got more time and more chance to do everything. If you do get the chance, you know, it takes tough work, go there. You won't regret it. It was, it was great vibes. The only thing it would be better if we won, but like, and I, I, I mean, I, I took a nil nil. We, we didn't Bro, beat. It's our second nil nil England. win. Second nil nil win away in England. Yeah, exactly. So like. <laughs> I mean, we should have beaten Arsenal, I reckon. Although that was the really bad 2018 team. Like, that wasn't even with, like, Balassi. That was one year before. I don't even remember who was in that team. Like, Diaby and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I don't was remember. was in it. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Upside down patch, Nani was in it. Yeah. <laughs> was that the game you had the upside down patch? I don't even know if that was that game, but it was definitely that, like, era. <laughs> but, like, in terms of this game, from what I saw, Neto was quality like i thought he was fantastic he bro he's been balling a little bit recently yeah and i think like marcus edwards i have to give a special shout out to him i said it on twitter like after the game like he came on and wanted to get all six for us he gave it's such a spark and like you could tell he just wanted to 
wanted to score get, get we had six. a good we had a really good like 20 20 minutes ish you know in the second half there where it's like i really thought we could score bro well it was that paulino one there was one that slimani had from mox as well which which um didn't go too well i thought tabata played okay in in the eight role like compared to matthew snoons but like i don't know I mean, I, I, I think... City I was at they, 70%, you know. They were yeah. kind of mailing it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's still a good team they had out. Um, yeah, one, yeah, sure. one note I want to put uh, speak on as well was when the whole team would be announced for City, we booed everyone apart from Zinchenko. So, good on and sporting fans there. But, like, yeah, the squad cast, I think, was a bit disrespectful, I thought. But, like, I'm not going to lie, I look at Man City and I, even before this game, I, I still think that they're the favourites to win. I know there's still some good teams in there, but I think this year is definitely the year that I reckon they could do it. And after speaking to David on, on the Blue Moon, they they don't even seem that bothered, to be honest, Like if they win it or not. They're just like, okay, league's priority, Champions League is like something else to them, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> I know, the league race has actually gotten a lot tighter for them. <laughs> Yeah, they, they drew to Crystal Palace and Liverpool just beat Arsenal before we've gone live. So, so they're up by one point. Yeah, so... Man, they blew it like a nine-point lead. Good for them. Do we need that to happen to Porto next and then <laughs> we'll be happy. But um, I'm just trying to think. I can't really think of anything else apart from, you know, the fans are great. And I think the sporting fans and, and staff appreciated the support they got. I think it, on, on backstage sporting as well, you can definitely see more of it than than what you'd see in just like the the game, but I think we did get a lot of praise from like English commentators as well. I mean, you you were watching it, at, at yeah, yeah. TV, so I don't know what was said. I could hear, I know I could hear it. A few people, I could hear that. I know BT Sport was saying that they were surprised. Like they, I think the, the quote was five 0 down, and they're still still acting like they're they're five nil up or something. I can't remember the exact quote, but like no, it's good to see. I think like especially you know. There was that whole thing about should we cheer when we lost five nil? Should we boo? Should we do nothing? But like, I mean, I like it. I like the the cheers. I, I know you. I think you had a, diff, a bit of a different opinion. Like, no, I mean, on the road, zero zero, new game. I mean, I they definitely. I feel like backing them, backing them on the road is is definitely a different situation than uh, than at home clapping like. <laughs> You know, after a five nothing, I mean, shambolic performance, really. Yeah. And looking back on some of those other Ajax performances in light of the Benfica, you know, result is like leaves a, a bit of a sour taste in your mouth, you know. Yeah, I agree, but I also think if we had just started Matthew's race at the left back instead of in our that game, would we would we be in a different position right now? Would we? Well, by the way, it wasn't even on the bench for the last game. Oh, where, where is That's where good. is he gone? You, you disappeared again, again? <laughs> dude. I'm so I fuck. That's a fucked up situation, man. Well, it's a fucked up like, situation for him to be in too. To be honest, well, it's definitely like Matthew's Matthew's race is his first choice, 100. percent And it's like Louis, not Louis, Nuno Santos, and then it's just like is Vanagra's third option, 10 million. Oh yeah, Nazinho. I'm surprised he won't play like might try and play Ladino. Like Marcus Edwards definitely in back or like some so at the center back and left back. Dude, against like Porto, we're gonna have to go full attacking. So maybe maybe it's like Ed, it's like eh, eh. I'll probably just put like Nunesans there. Um, you know, for the more attacking mode. Yeah. 
definitely. But I think that's everything on the City game. If we if we give him the matches, I'll give mine to Neto. I think. I'll give my Redwoods, but I'll go with Neto. Um, I will give mine to uh, Dan. Okay, that's fair. Couple saves, couple in it. Cool. No, no, get the clean sheet. Speaking of Ruben Vanagra, Chris, this game saw the return of starting Ruben Vanagra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Quartes with his race at centre back this time. Inacio is guy with Vinagre, who's Noon's uh, Esuga, which was, I mean, like a weird start, especially because this is a bit of a wild one, yeah. Uh, so Rabia Nuno Santos and Slimani bagging the two goals, which my mentions definitely let me hear about um, when it happened. But um, Chris, what are your what are your thoughts? Um, definitely a, a good Slimani game. Um, Esuga starting, Vinagre starting. I'm looking at it. Vinagre got the third worst rating, so I mean, not 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 the worst. He was all right. Um, he was all right. He wasn't that good. Um, basically, the first half of this game was pretty underwhelming. I thought that the Sarabia goal, or I don't know whose goal it was. I think Sarabia ended up playing the cross, but it got ruled out for offside by like ten centimeters. Um, I. It's really close. Uh, it's pretty sus. Uh, I don't know how I would have five five to rule that one out, but we're unlucky not to go into the first at half nil nil. All right, we're lucky to we're unlucky to go in one nil at half, right? Because we did we did mm-hmm. put it in the back of the net. But other than that, not too many chance created in the first half. Second half though, right at the start of the second half, Slimani scored his his best goal that he scored for us since his his return fadeaway header. Um, from like 12 yards out. Um, really, really, really nice header. Um, and then he he, he scored a, a tap-in off of Nunesan's cross uh, like 10 minutes after that. And like those the, the like 15 minutes right there and the two, two, the two Slomani finishes basically put the game away. After that, um, they had like one chance off a free kick on like a header and I'm in a nice save. That was pretty much it. It was chill after that. Slomani actually had a chance to score a hat trick. Another cross came in, and he like kind of slipped a little bit. It was he was like six yards out. Honestly, could have scored a third there and had a hat trick. Um, but a brace, you know. He was he finished his chances, man. He has four shots on target since returning. Four goals. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I see this game, right, is that Ruben Amorim massively underestimated Aroko in, in defending. Because you can see there, 0.2 XG, but, like, I'm, I'm sorry, if you start Esugo, Asgayo, and Vinagre in one game... Esugo actually played pretty well in the first half, I thought. He, he did. He reminds me, a lot of people saying this, of, like, a prime William Cavallo in terms of, like, his, his like, dictatorness of the game, like, the, the switching... He's he's massive as well. The size of his thighs. He's only sixteen or seventeen or seventeen now. Yeah. The sixteen when the game was playing, his thighs are huge. And it's like, I mean, no disrespect to him, but like, if you're going to play him in that game, like, it, it means you're going to underestimate a rocker. Like I said, your guard was on the bench. Like even to batter who played in the eight against um against the eight play there. But like um, as soon as we brought on the, the starters, which was at half time, you are Paulinho and Poro all came on. That's when Poro got the assist for the Slimani goal. The whole game changed. As soon as Poro, or Poro and 
those three really, but Poro definitely changed the game. And Ugarte always always has good cameos off the bench. I feel like. But um, one thing we forgot to mention was the return of Alan Ruiz, who should have actually been sent off. To be honest, I disagree slightly. I, I think it was a yellow. I think it was. I don't think it was bad enough for a red. I think it was. It wasn't reckless enough to be a red. I feel like he goes for the ball, and I think you can sort of give him the benefit of the doubt. But like, I didn't think he played that bad for them. To be fair, like, I mean, what I mean, a journey play. he's been through to end up back at Alvalade again. Is his brother at Rocker as well? Because I know he had the clause in his contract, so like, oh, if, if I sign, you sign him too. I don't know if he's still working with that clause or not. <laughs> you gotta respect it. Fam- family first, I guess. <laughs> But like, yeah, he got sent off for a t- attack on par originally. VAR looked at it for once. I do not remember the last time VAR looked at a decision for a red card. Honestly, n- n- I cannot remember the last time, especially in Portugal, that's happened in in a in a game. But like, I think it's it's fair to give him the yellow card. But um, Chris, man of the match, who 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 you give it to? Uh, gotta give it to the man with the brace, super slim, who. Guys, I hate to say it, is if he plays another 90 minutes, is going to be approaching Dango Bragança's season minutes total for Liga B win, which is, uh, if you think about it, a gut punch, man. All these 17-minute cameos, my man's are he's just 500 minutes, Lamani's already at like 330, you know, or something like that. And it's like, I was just, you know, when I was just looking at random shit this week, I saw that and I was like, good God. But... Good shit, Slim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if for me, it's between Slim and, and Yagate and Para, but I will give it to Slimani. As as you know, always been a, a Slimani enjoyer. Never said a bad word about him. It never happened. But um, but no, he's finishing all... his chances on target with a one hundred percent rate. I'll be a Slimani enjoyer as well. In all fairness, I've I've always said, and you're a witness here. I've always said. You know, if he proves me wrong, he should prove me wrong, and I'm happy to admit it. And at the moment, he is. So I'll put my hands up and say, you know, yeah. Imani's proven me wrong. Mark Tebris as well. Same same with him. Well, okay. The thing about Mark I didn't Tebris, really doubt Marcus's quality. I, I just kind of yeah. was doubting what the plan was to use him at first. Exactly. That's, that's what I was saying. There's no choice to play him, right? He's been too good. I, well, I was saying this the other day. If, if Pot doesn't get injured, he's still not getting minutes. Because the only reason he's getting minutes is one because Tabata was yeah, that's suspended, quote, and then Pot obviously got in, gets injured and doesn't play. And then when Marcelo plays, he, he he looks good. And I still don't think without him getting injured, there is. A, uh, you can see what the plan was, and that's to sort of wait till next season to utilize him. But like, if you're going to spend, is it seven point five or eight million on a player, especially a player like him, he's going to have to start. Like for, for, for me, anyway. But yeah, I, Soleimani, it's proven me wrong. I put my hands up. Um, you know, it only way is up, hopefully. And I mean, what we will get into the other game now. But what are your thoughts on the, the dynamic duo of Paulinho on the on the wing and Soleimani up front? Did you do you like it, or is it just like, is it is it going to be caught uh, up? I think it's working for now. I don't think it's a long term strategy though. The, um, the, and I think it's yeah. definitely better to. I mean, all we have is basically playing Portuguese league all teams, uh, like not, not against, um, maybe not against Porto, but at the same time, like if they're both like in form ish, 
pot's still. I mean, depends if like pot's in form, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Which he really hasn't been in a couple months now. Yeah. Um, the, the team we've got for this one is Adan Neto, Quartas Fadal, Pedro Porro, Matus Reis, Matus Nunes, Ugarte, Simani, and Paulinho, and Marcus Edwards. Uh, Ruben Nangro disappears again, even though he played. He played like sixty minutes of the last game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or was he was he pulled at halftime? I, I, I can't no. Uh, Vinagre in Morocco. Was he pulled at halftime? Um, if it wasn't half, it was shortly after. Yeah, so he he disappeared again. Not even in in the team sheet. Not even so. in the team sheet. Yeah, weird. But yeah, <laughs> two goals: one from Simani, one from Paulinho, the dynamic duo. Um, Chris, what were your overall thoughts on this game and the thoughts on the goals as well? I thought that Poro and Edwards in the first half were absolutely ridiculous. Poro was torching their left back so many times, getting great balls in, creating chances, combining with Edwards. Edwards was taking it himself. Often Edwards, like it would be Poro combines with Edwards and gets it back or Poro beats the guy down, cuts it into Edwards, who then, you know, continues to play. And then eventually resulted in um, the Paulinho goal, which was, you know, Poro Edwards combining quickly. Um, great touch and move. And then a ridiculous ball right to Paulinho's foot. Great finish. And um, uh, what was the uh, what was the other goal? Um, uh, it was an uh, it was another cross into. Oh, it was the Salmani header. It was uh, off oh, the corner kick. Yeah, yeah. Corner kick pops out, gets worked back around to Edwards. Edwards crosses it in again. Great ball. Salmani heads in from like three, stays on side. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. I mean, we took our chances and and killed this game quickly because this is the place that we've dropped points three of the last four seasons. So not not easy. Um, the longer that we go in these types of environments without scoring, right, the harder it gets. So set piece yeah. converted a goal, and then great link up play, great goal. I, I think we actually deserve to be two up in, in the first half, and then the second half just kind of went to bed a little bit, <laughs> and it was fine though. <laughs> yeah. So so Paul came out from injury, coming off the bench, and really didn't do much. Um, I thought in the game, obviously, Edwards was, was fantastic. Same with Pedro Porro, who, who got goal points man in the match. Imani, um, say what we want about the header. You know, I mean, he has to get in that position to score. It's a nice header. Much. It's a nice header. He puts yeah. it right on the ground. He leaves the keeper with no chance. And it's definitely some of the headers that I've seen Paulinho have and hit over the bar, or hit the post, or aim straight at the keeper. So, Slimani's heading is definitely his, his best asset, I think. And it always has been, even when he was, was here before. His, him in the air is, is like almost unstoppable. Um, but the, the, the draw of Paulinho and Slimani, I'm still not really sold on because it means either keeping Edwards on the bench, keeping Pot on the bench, or keeping Sarabia on the bench. Sarabia is undroppable, in my opinion. So, it's, it's, it's just dependent on the, the other three who you're dropping. Is it Paulinho? He was out due to Edwards? suspension, so it worked out, right? In this game. Who, Sarabia? Or the last game. No, the last game he was. Yeah, he was he out special for yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for me personally, I th- I don't know. Because I, I love Paulinho, but I feel like Slimani at the moment suits Amrim's crossball better. And I think it's mm-hmm. showed in the last few games. So, if I, with a, with a pain in my chest, I would drop... I would drop Paulinho. I genuinely would keep Pot on the bench as well. 
and have Edwards Sarabia, but I know he's not going to do it. I know he's not going to do that. That would be actually, I would agree with that, but he's not going to do that. Next game is getting raised. I guarantee it's going to be Potts, Sarabia, and Paulinho again, or Slimani. That's the only one I can see changing, but. I, I think understand. he might. I think he's actually probably more willing to drop Slomani, unfortunately, rather than playing it. I think so, but three get three goals in the last two. If he drops it, I'll he, be very... what, how can he drop him? I think he has to probably roll with Paulinho and Slomani next week. Who's the third then? I don't know. Would he give Edwards a, a start against his old club? Is is what I'm thinking. Ah, true. But in a big game, sub him in. He could always sub him in, I guess. Yeah, I feel like no matter what. Yeah, but but he loves Pot as well, and that's Pot's been out for I think three weeks now. So I think I know he's got to get back eventually, though, right? I think yeah, I think I can see him running the bench one more time for one more game. But this this next game is gonna be difficult as well for us because you know we 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 we've got to do all the catching up. Like we cannot afford to drop any more points. And no, we really have to be perfect. Just just like what happened in the Maritimo game, like. I can see it happening again. Obviously, I hope it doesn't. But I mean, some of these games, especially one against the Rockway, the first half we were just asleep, and then whatever Amarim said at half time was just you know to to sort of wake them up was you know it worked. But like we can't be having that in games against like like the last games we have. I believe we have um, Gimenez, we have Benfica again, we have like didn't know. Yeah, we have Benfica again. Uh, do we have Braga again, or is that a nerve? I don't think so. Let me get my phone up. I remember looking at it the other day. I think we got Bovista. I know we definitely got Bovista, Befica, Portimonez, Gil um, Vicente. Yeah, it's tough. Tondela. Gil Vicente has been quality yeah. recently. He's been on a great stretch of form. Um, Santa Clara. Yeah, so last game of the season, Santa Clara. Then, so I'll go in reverse order. Santa Clara, Portimonense, Gil Vicente, Bovista, Benfica, Tondela, Passos, Ferreira. So the next two games gets Gimenez and Passos, and then Tondela and Benfica, which is a, a very tough schedule. And then I believe in between the Tondela and Benfica game, we've got Porto, and between the Gimenez, after Gimenez match in the international break. So I think Fernando Santos lists his team tomorrow. I'm hoping he doesn't take Inacio with him in case he gets injured. Um, Polinio as well. I don't want to see going. Um, I'm trying to think. Poling is probably going to go, but maybe not unless he takes nah, like Porto midfielders. Unless he takes like Vitinha and Vieta over him or something, you know. Over Polinio or Polinio, did you say? I, I'm talking Polinio. Oh, I always said Polinio. I was like, oh, no, no way he's getting in. Yeah. I I, th- I can see Matthias Nunes getting in again, I think. True. But. I think Ruben Neves has been equality for Wolves as well, so I think he has to go. I know for a fact, Matinho, William Cavallo, and Danilo are going. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty much that's the probably the mid right there. Yeah, I I I don't think think Pot's not going to go. Vitinho should go. I really like Vitinho. He should, but he won't probably. I think he will. He'll be like what Rafa was when he just comes off the bench and brings on someone that he needs to. Okay, but like. I, I think the only poor, poor sporting players I can see is, is Matthias Nunes, Matthias Nunes, Pelinho, and Inacio. I can't really think of anyone else that, that goes up there. You might but, have to um, do with Inacio just because of by, by he's forced into it because Diaz is hurt. Pep's Pepe suspended, right? Yeah. I think I think Pep is also injured. He had a clash of heads with someone at the last Porto game against Tondela. Natu. 
Yeah, it could be because uh, it just for that time <laughs> where it just go. was. It was Neto, even though he'd like play like five minutes, and they're like, "Fuck it, let's bring Neto." Dude, so like, Dominic Westerwato, Paulo Oliveira, Diego Leite, like all of these players who played loads, and like, "Fuck it, Neto." <laughs> but that was over in Nassio as well. Nassio was right there. Savage. <laughs> but yeah, um, in terms of this game, who would you give your man of the match to? Uh, it's between Poro and Edwards. Sport TV gave it to Edwards. Had a weird little interview, and then. Poor. I'll yeah. give it to Poro. <laughs> I'm going to give mine to Edwards, but just, just a note on that interview. He just looks, <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. He looks so confused because, f- fair enough to the guy for attempting to speak in English, but like, he just, he he just wasn't didn't really do a good, that good of a job. Yeah. Don't they have someone that speaks English better? Like, geez. When, like when, Doss, when Doss was here, they interviewed him fine and like, it, he was good. But like, the, like he just Edwards just repeated the same thing as he said the first time because he didn't understand yeah. the second question. So he was like, yeah, the good second question the second question wasn't even a question it was just a statement which he then repeated back to him yeah wasn't it just like this was a must win <laughs> game it's like well aren't all games must win that's I, I never understand that question it was so dumb then he's like thank you and then it just ends <laughs> it was like 30 seconds <laughs> There's a video that I remember back in the day. Chris Paul gets interviewed by someone. I think it's Game Seven or, or Game Six, and the reporter goes to him, "Do you want to win Game Six? And he's like, "What do you want me to answer to that question?" It's like it's just like what Edwards like. What do you want him to answer? Like, oh no, I wasn't ready. Must win. I don't write a title race or anything, but yeah, that was shambolic interviewing. And just <laughs> one one more note, I just wanted to get onto, and this actually went semi-viral. I'm not going to say. Um, totally viral. Semi-viral. I feel like you're not sure who I'm speaking of. But I think you might when I bring it up. Uh... Boom. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah. I feel I sorry I was... for her because she, she did get caught out by the cameras and they yeah. zoomed, they zoomed she in. She got put on blast and then the, it came back to her too. They went back to her. They cut and away then... and came back. Yeah, so th- that went semi-viral. Not not our tweet, but there was just like loads of memes about it. And uh, there was a thing that was tweeted, I think, maybe last Friday in the Arsenal game. And the away stand was just full of signs saying, Smith Rowe, give me your shirt. Like, Saka, give me your shirt. And I quote to it, it was like, hey, I've seen this one before. Because like I didn't realise it gets that much traction outside of Portugal as well. But apparently, it's, it's, it's coming back. But did you see the threat of this woman on the, yeah, the backstage sporting one? <laughs> where she geez, tried to steal. This isn't the first time that late, the blonde lady who's next to this girl crying, the mom seemingly, has been at it before trying to get Poro's shirt and tried to steal it from another girl. <laughs> but like, I was thinking at the time, it was like, if Poro sees it, like, he he pretty much has to give it to her, but I really yeah, respect the way it if he the didn't. camera, the way that the camera pans from her to him, just going like this and just smiling, <laughs> just smiling, and just turned around. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's so funny. But like, I just I mean, why is she crying? Like, that's the part I don't understand. Try again at the next game. I mean, you've clearly been at it all season. Next, there's always next game. There's still like eight left. You know. This is like well, stalker now, vibes. Now I feel like he Poro saw it. Now Poro's definitely never giving it to you because he definitely saw this now for sure. He's on Twitter <laughs> very actively. 
But yeah, she must have. She must have. So she was crying at the game. Must have looked at her phone and cried again. She was amazing you know, all about, over Portugal. Monday, bro. They're school the next day, dude. If this is like a Saturday, oh, yeah. maybe you get a day or two for it to die down. Nah, bro. Like that's it's a tough day at school the next day. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, and I did feel bad that she did go <laughs> viral. But like, like Sport TV you, put her on blast, but also just. It's the natural combination of like all of this going too far. <laughs> My favorite bit in the meme is just the kid next to her, just like looking very awkwardly. Like, dude, I didn't even notice. I got only have eyes for the fucking girl and the mom, bro. I didn't even notice there was any other people in the video. <laughs> if you just look around, you can just see it's so much awkwardness because like you can just hear this girl crying her eyes, and <laughs> just like I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, great content though. Great content. Yeah, thank you, Sport TV, for once. But um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the, the game section. Now let's get on to the juicier things and the things that we get accused of having agendas for, especially today. <laughs> Just a quick note on it. That post was obviously about Alcochet. It was literally... I don't understand how you could think it's about anything else. I put it up because that was the game that... Not that let, not that announcement, but the second game, the second leg, is where everything just went downhill, and that was obviously what I was referring to. People were like, oh, we thought we won the title, and it's like, and someone and, said, and oh, and here's, here's the other thing, bro. If you want to interpret the tweet literally, uh, I mean, did did it lead to the downfall of the of the previous admin? Like, what were did was there not like? A leadership change that resulted if you want to just interpret it literally which isn't even what you're saying directly but like yeah that that's yeah. something it literally happens so but people are always a very pessimistic way but it's like well it's not because we had we had our most prized assets like valued at like 30 million each apart from the goalkeeper walk out rafael leal if he stayed he would have been worth like jail felix money and that is a fact and like everyone's like oh uh, what downfall? It's like, yeah, I know we won the title, and I'm not saying like, obviously that's a good thing, but those those three years before that was was pain, and that was a downfall. And if you don't think that's a downfall, I got a question like, what well, what do you think a downfall was? And by the way, you can get resurrected from a downfall. It's not like just downfall and that's it. But like, anyway, that that's my my little rant over. But we've had multiple uh, downfalls in recent history. <laughs> But like, I just don't understand how people can just go and they say they don't have an agenda. It's like, what? <laughs> like, on that tweet of all tweets, like... So dumb. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of, um, while we were away, um, the last episode we have was uh, candidate Nasoza, who unfortunately didn't get um, didn't get um, elected. And I say unfortunately because he's a very nice guy. That's the, my opinion. Like, I mean, I've said that I think Verandas deserves another term. As much as I, I I liked Nuno Sosa and he was grateful, like I'm really grateful for him coming on. He's an he's a lovely guy and off air he spoke to me, Chris and Danny, like we were we were friends, like we were on his level, which I think was like really really nice to see. But um, I just think like he's a nice guy, but if he ran his campaign when Alcochet happened, I think he had a, a he would have had a really good chance to 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 be in there. But Verandas gets uh, reelected. Um, do you remember the official numbers, Chris? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, fourteen thousand voters. Um, there was, tw- I thought it was, there was twenty five thousand people at the Aruka game and fourteen thousand mm-hmm. voters. So I'm assuming most of those people who voted went to the game. Um, but like, 
It's low, man. It's low. It's low. It's low turnout. Um, Veranda's got 12,000 votes, 84.6%. Uh, Nunesosa got 1,300 votes, roughly 9%. And Ricardo Oliveira got 415, 2.8%. Blank got 513 votes. So Ricardo Oliveira did lose to Blank. Don't forget it. <laughs> I just like, I don't, I don't even know why he was there. He followed me on Twitter, right? And I, I obviously extended the invitation to come on, and he ignored it, which is fine. But like, I still don't know why he was there. He, he was just, he was there for the vibe. He wasn't there. Keeping tabs on you, bro. Yeah, he was there for the vibe. The whole thing that happened, right? I don't even know if we had a pod since like Marie's like announced that like the like some random company like directly associated with the company that he said wasn't going to finance his plan because the other company had said like. Oh, we're not involved with him. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I meant this company instead. And it's just like basically a shell company of that company, bro. It's yeah. like, dude, what is any of this for? Just to lose to blank, bro, the next day. It was a joke. I think it was the 2016 or 17 US elections where like Harambe got like 16,000 votes of <laughs> Americans. That's what Iran reminded me of. But like um one thing I wanted to put a note on it as well. Um because obviously this will be a big topic. Um that um, there were no, so you didn't get your ballot on time. Danny didn't get his ballot on I'm time. I'm assuming there was like, uh, at best 5% international voter ballot return rate. Yeah. Like, at so best. I'm assuming it's lower than 5%. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't vote. The people who got there in England, I believe, couldn't send it back on time for it to count. Or if they did, you had to be like really quick with it. Like on the same day as opening it, send it back. But like, it is a shambles. They started showing up in North America like that Wednesday or third, mm-hmm. that Wednesday and that Thursday. So you're never going to be able to get it notarized and overseas in a day, you know? But it's like, this is 21st century, man. Like, we need, even if it's not online, but just do something else. Like, just, just, like, yeah, set, set, the thing, set the deadlines up so that the letters at least have a chance, you know? Yeah, exactly. But we had this exact same conversation in 2018, and clearly, absolutely zero things changed. It's just embarrassing. Well, it's not even like he wants wants to change it because I'm not saying. Don't get no me wrong. No incentive to change it. Even if if we did have all the votes, Verandas is is still winning. No, is here's that, the thing. Winning, I yeah. think that I think if everyone actually got a, a say and it was more expanded, even just his saucers, not even like hypothetical saucers. <laughs> I think it's probably like closer to like 70, 65, 35, 70, 30, mm-hmm. but he gets the overwhelming dub the, the with the, with the current, you know, organization, 85% yeah. is, is overwhelming dub. So 65% is, it's a dub, it's a nice dub, but it's not overwhelming in theory, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And like, I think whatever happens, I genuinely don't see it changing unless there's like an actual, like, it needs to be like some protest or something, but we're all in different countries that the games aren't broadcasting. What what can we do if we cancel Sasha's numbers? Like nothing's going to happen either because they won't really care because like it means nothing to them that we weren't voting anyway. I mean, well, it takes like eight euros out of their pockets. Even so, a lot of people. I'm not. I know a lot of people that just have the Sasha for the online discount, which is fine. And like you know, that's what we can use it for because we don't get letters through the post sometimes. But like we're paying for this and like not getting the full effect of it, and I think it's pretty stupid. But um, yeah, so Randa's clean sweep. I, I don't think anyone was expecting in this. 
Um, what were your thoughts about his sort of like victory speech and like his his comments afterwards? And and I guess the I, I guess the I'll just take this opportunity to talk about the VMOC thing right now mm-hmm. um, because this did get announced. Was it the same day? Was it the morning of the day? Bu- the, day the day before. before. It was the day I mean, before. It was the day before, yeah, right before. Okay, it was the day before, um, and it was so. There's debt between two banks. It's Novo Banco and BCP. So it was, it was. It's just the BCP, which I think was. I think it was like seventy percent of it was BCP. So it was the majority chunk of it, um, and it brings the uh, sad ownership to eighty four percent. So, dude, good. It's definitely good. And if anyone actually cared about what anything that I was saying before, like. One of the things that I said right at the end and that I was k- kind of like was like in a debate, I'll give it on this credit for because he was like, there's a plan. Just just trust me, bro, basically. And I was like, what do you what do you mean, bro? There's a plan. Trust me. It's been four years. You haven't said anything. You haven't la- laid anything out. You haven't you don't even have a campaign. Like if you did have a plan, all you would have simply had to do was just talk about it. And then the other two basically wouldn't even had any foothold whatsoever. Um, because like, that was like a big part of their campaign. So I was like, okay, I guess bro, trust me. And I guess bro, trust me, right. He did have one, right. And he unveiled it the day before. Um, and then very clever on his part, by the way, very clever, very clever, very clever, very clever. Um, but then obviously come to find out like what gets reported the first day is never the final story, right. It obviously changes like one or two more times and it's still going to change again. Um, but I can tell you the evolution of how it's changed. So in 2018, they negotiated or 2019, they negotiated the 30 cent discount from the one euro per share, right? Um, they actually got it even discounted further to 17 cents. So they got an 83% discount, which is, I mean, the 70% discount was good already. Um, and 83 is even better. But here's the thing. So then I was like, they said that they advanced the 38 million from the um from the tv deal the nos deal right and obviously mm-hmm. we talk about that nos deal all the time where would we be without the nos deal it's almost like a, it's a meme at this point it's the it's the never-ending pot of money that you can advance um so they advanced 38 million and then so then so then the discount they get the 17 percent disc or the 17 cent discount instead of 30 so so it's 14 million instead of 38 so i'm like oh wow so um they actually got an even bigger discount. And so instead of 38, they only advanced 14 from the NOS deal, right? Mm-hmm. No, they still advanced 38, but the other 24 or so, right, is going to pay unknown other debts with the bank. So I don't know what that is right now. No one knows. It's not announced. We might not never know. We might find out in two years. If we do, I'll let you guys know if it gets updated. But as we stand, as far as what's been made public, there's like, and unaccounted for money in that advance that we don't know. So obviously it's good to get the discount. I'm assuming the further discount came because of that, you know, agreement to just basically still pay them the rest anyways in another way. Obviously it's good, man. This is something we talked about the campaign season, acquiring the majority of this ad and maintaining it is obviously like a priority. Um, But the manner in which the deal is done, announced, and then like leaked and stuff is the thing, same thing that we've criticized him for all along. So no one's wrong here, right? It's obviously good that he did it. It's just sus in the way that he laid it out and ended up doing it in the end. And here's the reason why he didn't. I was like, so I'm thinking to myself, all right before we start, I'm like, 
Why didn't he campaign? Or why didn't he say? Because on the announcement the day of, he didn't say the 17 cents. The 17 cent thing only came like a week after the election. So I was saying, why, why did he just let it go? Like, obviously the 30 cents was good, right? The, the 70% discount was good. But why didn't he just say that he even got a bigger discount just to flex even harder? Because then he would have had to say that the other money was like getting floated to these other debts. And he just didn't even want to deal with that. So he's just like, yep, 38, all going to them. VMA purchase secured. Suck my dick. Basically. And <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you said. It was, I don't, I don't know if shady is the right word, but it was a bit slick, I guess, of him to do it like the day before. Even though, like, I said it many times, he could have, like, like killed a baby or something and he still would have like won by miles so yeah so, like, I, mean, I, mean, he did, I don't even think he needed to pull the savagery right it was just kind of just to to guarantee and to flex a little bit i think yeah i think so which which is fine i guess but um i think the, t- the two things that out to me like before he got elected was i i still maintain slimani was an, a, an election thing i know he's done well but i still think it was like let me, let me bring slimani to because everyone knows that Ruben Alvin didn't want him the first time. And then that was, I don't know if it was, no, it was last summer before we won the title, we, we were linked to him and we didn't get him. And then in January, we were linked to him again. We didn't get him. And it was so Slomani a Verandas guy now? Because Pauling is obviously a Verandas guy, right? Slomani, I mean, he's a mix. So what, what, what was he a Verandas guy now? Um, just what, what do you think about it? I think genuinely Slimani's a money guy. He, where the money goes, <laughs> he'll follow. And like, I still remember the 2014 World Cup in in um, Brazil when he scored and did the did the thing. I mean, it wasn't I kidding. Mean, yeah, it's fair enough. Like, he definitely deserves like the the, the He's a goal move scorer, and, man. Yeah, like I'm, I imagine Leicester, he, probably leading his, he probably got his Record best pay scorer. at Leicester, and which was probably crazy money because that was the year they just won the league. Yeah, he was probably making like like what like seven mil a year or something like that you know Take yeah home. definitely and like he was he was still at leicester i think only last year they actually like released it from his contract or his contract expired yeah no they've been paying him good money for a long time but like even at leon because he went on loan monaco, monaco fenner and he, monaco was the last one he went to and he tore it up and that's what made leon splash out for him because he was so good for monaco that Leon were just like, you know, fuck it, he's, he's done it in this league, we'll spend it here. And then, no, it didn't turn out. I don't, I don't he didn't do too well there. But, like, he's doing well here so far. But, like, I, I definitely think... season, to be fair, Leon. They're, like, in seventh in League One, in League All. That's why Porto really should turn that tie around. Um, this is not the best Leon team in the past years, you know? Yeah, definitely. But I, I just definitely think Slimani's, like, a money guy. That's no knock on him, because... You know, at the end job, of the day, it's man, that's the point, right? <laughs> it's like, like I said a few seasons ago with Alori when he was rumored to go to New York Red Bulls online. He's a money guy, too. But the thing is, it's like if sporting's still covering your salary, if the money comes in, who? what does it matter? Don't you want to play? You know? <laughs> well, I mean, for, for you him, won't it's not like. get the money, you know? If it's Alori, <laughs> then he's like, he's going to America for like a year just to literally like go on a holiday. Like, he he's probably going to live out like a hotel or like some. Bro, New I can show around. There's a lot of stuff to do around New York City metro area, dude. And this in the city. <laughs> but he's at Bavista now, and I don't I don't think he's doing awful. Like I'm not saying he's doing great, Nice city, but... man. He's probably finding good entertainment. Bro, he would have liked it over here, man. Yeah, he can still come. There's still time. 
He still has like two more years on his deal, so we're gonna need to keep dealing in with him for like two more years. So unless you do a do a termination or a mutual consent. Fifty percent, yeah, bro. He's gonna generate a lot of future revenues on that fifty percent. Well, I mean, I could just see him being loaned out for another two years. Probably just like to another. We like, should just cut our uh, losses. You're right. We should just rescind. Yeah, we're not. But he likes the bread, bro. He likes just. Which, which is, I said at the time, like, like if you're going to offer him the contract, then like you can't uh, be upset with him. For same with Renan, same with Eduardo. A lot of these guys still have year, a lot of years left. <laughs> the Renan one is funny because like he's not even in the team. I just see work over years him all the time. It's like in this, I think Bro, it's like a has, villa or whatever. He has, he has not a nice house. Match in like three years, dude. And like he's got a nice ass house. He's got dude, nice he's cars. Dude, he's two point four million uh, pre-tax, so he's one point two million take home. I mean, it's good money, man. <laughs> I just I can't believe that deal was signed. Like, all right, if if he came from a club like like a well-known club, and this is no disrespect to F the Real, but they were in the second division at the time, and we brought him up, and he was signed to a massive ass deal. Like, there wasn't a contract extension, as far as I'm aware, while he was here. He was just signed with that like base salary stock. He was on loan, and then, but we were kind of just giving those deals out at the time, and we've now realized you can't. Kamashu is another one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think expensive, expensive wages just lost in the loan cycle. I did, I did think that Sosa did more damage to the club in like a month that like really fucked over horrendous a lot. Like, because like I know everyone loves. He didn't Nani. do him any favors. Yeah, everyone loves Nani and Montero. Montero was a Bruno one, but like Nani was bought in and he was crazy wages, and like. I, I, as much as I hate to see him go, it's like you, you can't have someone on that much money to, to stay. Like, he was on a lot. And like Freddie Montero, I, I didn't really rate the second time around, but he was on a lot as well. But like, you're, you're always going to be the villain for cutting the two fan favorites off the team. But I, I think it, it had to do. But um, I'm just going to ask you this question. Um, thoughts on Cristiano Ronaldo joining the club next season from, from JC in the chat. What are your thoughts? He can still play it, bro. Anyone that... I, I mean, even in this most recent game that I just watched, like, he can still play, dude. He, he in, really in lacks quality around him. But I don't think he will. I think he's going to try to keep it going. Um, but the thing is, if Portugal doesn't qualify for the World Cup, it could change the calculus in our favor. Yeah. I, 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 so... If you asked me this a year ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, he's, he's not coming back for another, like, two, three years. But the way Man United has been so awfully bad, and like you, I'm not sure if you follow them. He's not actually. going back there. Yeah, he's definitely not. There's like drama in the dressing room. There's a leak, uh, someone like leaking um, stuff out to the press. And like, you know, if you play for Man United, you're always going to be under that like sort of media press, especially the way they've been recently. But like, the red I'm trying press, to... bro. They've kind of got the red press in England, I feel like. Yeah, I, th- I think that is it. I think it's it's like Man United and oh, I'm trying to think Liverpool. I guess are, are like the most like the two yeah. most teams that get in the paper a lot. But I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm thinking about probability. I think Sporting are the odds on favorite on on all betting sites for his next club. By the way, right now. put it out there. Yeah, yeah, Gary Neville on Sky Sports two days ago said that he thinks that he he should go back, or I think he said maybe he should go back and. And do the story there, but I'm thinking like if he leaves, America is off the table for obvious obvious reasons, which you know we're not going to speak about here. But 
China is also off the table. I think he's not going to go there. Chinese league is cooked now. Yeah, they they went bankrupt real quick. Um, yeah, England, I think, is off the table. I don't think any team in England is taking him, or he wants to go to another English team. Spain? Italy, I think, is off the table. Re- I think Real Madrid is on the table. I think a return there could happen. Mm-hmm. But like uh, Barcelona, no, they've got. I think they're, they're they have no rebuilding. bread. They're fucked. They're they're. If you think Sporting's got, yeah. financial management is bad, keep an eye on Barcelona because they're still like <laughs> making their same types of signings that they were making before, but just everyone knows they're it's just loans. But Barcelona, now, yeah, they got they got a, a massive loan, didn't they? For, I think they got like a loan of four hundred million. They're gonna have to pay back for like fifty years or something. How are they gonna? Li- how are they linked to Haaland, bro? It's like where is that money coming from? But like. <laughs> I literally the only team I can see him really going to. I don't. I don't see PSG because right PSG want to get rid of Neymar. Is PSG's the rumor. getting blown up, yeah. bro. The rumor is Neymar to go, and I. I don't. I think Neymar and goes, Messi are going to go back to Barcelona. You reckon? But then Mbappe is also going to Real Madrid. I believe as well. I don't think he's staying. In I think Ronaldo and Mbappe can both go to Real Madrid. Unless okay, unless all three of them players go and they go somewhere else. And then Ronaldo comes into PSG and he's the main focus, which I can see happening. But I'm I'm pretty sure Messi will, will be staying at PSG. And I don't think anyone could afford Neymar unless it's like a Man City or Real Madrid or even a Manchester United. But I don't think they take that. So uh, Italy, I think I he's not going back there either. Germany, Bayern Munich don't go for them type of players. And that's the only really possibility he could go to. So it's either he goes to Portugal or... Spain for me and PSG France like he could join Mourinho's Roma George Ben's club he has an open invite but he won't do it he hates Mourinho doesn't yeah. he? he's, not, he's not a big fan of him I don't think he would go for that but it's obviously like on the table you know I don't think he's going to Newcastle either uh, Dude, Richard no with a very <laughs> optimistic because technically going to the MLS but not I don't even know how that would he be able to play like away games he he doesn't have any active. The problem is he doesn't have any active warrants. But the thing is, is if he starts lingering around the country, they could start to build the case against him again. Um, yeah, but so he wouldn't be that... like he wouldn't get like swarmed by this cops like getting off the plane. Like he's free to go. But like if he could, he could start pushing his luck basically if he was in the country. Yeah, definitely. But like I'm this comment here. Like, if he does come to Sporting, one, well, it depends on what wage he comes in. And the thing is, Sporting was so, like, concerned about the, the wage, um, sorry, the, the salary cap that apparently we have, or, like, the wage cap we have. But, like, we didn't want to sign Slimani. So, like, is, is Ronaldo coming for the wage cap? Is he getting a part of the club? Is he getting, like, a sponsor? Like, I don't know how it's going to work. He would have to be on, like, five mil a year net, you know? Unless he gets like a, like a sponsor within the club, like if if we yeah. change the stadium to like the Cristiano Ronaldo stadium, but whatever or... happened to Academia Cristiano Ronaldo? Whatever happened with that? Nothing. Like there's been no developments of that since. I just he okay. He's not retiring either. So it's either like he goes. I'm trying to think. Is there any other like unless he goes to like Qatar? Is it, we're selling him part of the sad, bro? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe he could buy the sad. <laughs> We're well, selling I, I him ten percent of the staff. 
Is he going to Qatar? Is he going to Saudi? Is he going to one of them? Oh, uh, those are honestly more in play because he goes out to Dubai for vacation. So he is, he does flirt around out there. Bro, it's more likely he goes out there than MLS for sure. But and Saudi um, and Qatar. I still put sporting at higher odds too. than doing that. Bro, he might even go to sporting until he's so absolutely cooked that he can't play at all and still might go out there at like 42 for like an absolute joke of a farewell tour for like. 10 to 20 mil a year out there. Mm. The thing I'm worried about if, if he does come with you, again, is like a, a big if, is like the whole team. The circus that comes with him? That, and like, is he gonna, <laughs> fo- like, Paulinho, like, presses and whatever. I'm not saying Ronaldo isn't a good player, but like, it's such a well knit group. Like, Here's the thing, bro. That. Here's the counterpoint. Like, you think Slomani is just banging him in this because he's like familiar with the league because the quality is a bit lower just because thinking like I feel like if Slomani can step in here and start banging him in, bro, Ronaldo would do the same. I I yeah I agree, but like with with Amarim's sort of plan, like his project, if we sign Ronaldo, there's no more project, and that that just is just what the Amarim project has. It has one more. It's, I think it has another year for sure. But I mean, I don't see how the Emily project is going to be like a three plus year project. I mean, it, that's just th- really hard to do with managers, man. He's either going to get too good or it's going to get fucked and he's going to get canned, right? There's, that's how it always ends. <laughs> yeah. Not not really a project then, but like the way of like, do you know how they say like the Manchester way for like United, but like bringing up youngsters from the academy, like something we've all been begging for. I mean, the like club's always years. worked like that. It's just maybe I mean, more accelerated in this timeline a little bit for sure. I, I well, when Verandas first came in and we and Sosa they I remember one of the things that I hate about the most is Matus Pereira was was given away because Joseph Pacero picked Diaby over him in a game and Jovan. And it's like, that is one of the times that I'm not comparing him directly to Luis Diaz, but the way Matthews Pereira burst on the scene at the championship and also in the Premier League, he was still a good player. Like, I know he's in, in Qatar or Saudi now, but, like, he could have got us a lot of money. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the last two years of... Sorry, the first two years of Verandas was, like, by plays instead of going for the academy because Braganza is... Yes, remember, he's, like... I think he's 23 now. He's been, like... We've been clamoring to have him for like years, Giovanna as well, and like, um, like these these players came out of nowhere really, but they came in straight into the first team, so they must have been good enough to play. Do you know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. I, just feel, I feel like there was a time where, it, especially you know, George. Jesus well, there is more of a narrative now. that the academy is destroyed right now, but then as the players kind of started to churn out, and we had a coach that was willing to test them, the narrative just quickly changed. You know. You never, yeah. I mean, no one, no one says the academy is broken anymore because it obviously isn't, and I don't think it ever was. Yeah, it wasn't broken. It just wasn't being used properly by management. Like, in terms to be of honest, selection. like as you can see right now, they are getting scraped. Like, I don't know how much is left right now. Like Van Du Felix, like I, I don't know if he's going to be a first team player anytime soon. But the squad is deep enough right now. Also, um, yeah. I think there's, I think there's like 16, 17, 15 year olds that are, that are there, but. Of the B team, the 23s, the guys that are like 21 plus, I, I, yeah, I don't know. They're, I don't they're know. getting moved I don't know soon. how much is there right now. And the guys that are out on loan, for example, um, like Bruno Page, like I don't think it's just ever going to happen for him. 
Yeah, um, he's, he's even if he's shown he's like, flashes, right? Like he's he's so, 20, 24 or twenty five now. Like there's got to be a point where you got to be like, okay, we saw of that guy. What's it? Is it Philippe Philippe Chabi who's like twenty seven and like just getting yeah, loaned out? He's still on loan at Academic. Who's gonna get relegated? Unfortunately. But like, but yeah, like Juice said, we have the kid from Ghana, Rodrigo Ribeiro, the sixteen-year-old. Has been the kid from Ghana is the Golden Goose man, who he hasn't even signed yet technically, so we can't can't party until like May, or June first or whatever when they officially sign him. But yeah, and there's like Rodrigo Ribeiro. He's been training. He's been training now. There's a lot of good talent there, but like like you said, it's no, like there's talent. Under twenty threes is like I think they're all the, like twenty-one, twenty-two, and then they're not going anywhere. I think the goalie, the 16-year-old goalie that I'm wondering really likes. Diego Kalai. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be good too. I think so. It just depends on, to be honest, right? I think instead of getting Joel Virginia, we should have just promoted him to, to second choice. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 that's actually one of the things that might have broken down, just the random things that happened. I, I They, it's Joel Virginia is not coming back. It's pretty much official. Right. Yeah. saying it. So. Speaking of, if uh, do you want to rattle off your some of your lieutenants that you have? Yeah, yeah, just random stuff that happened over the last like two weeks, basically. Um, if you are keeping track, the the sleeve sponsor that appeared recently, uh, Bitsy, the crypto marketplace, Sporty kind of abruptly cut their sponsorship with them due to like uh, lack of payment. It said I think they cut it with a couple teams. Wolverhampton was another team that had a sponsorship with them. I think a couple French teams. I think they all cut a Formula One team too. I think. Um, so kind of weird. Uh, Botafogo, who is now owned by, at least in part, by John Texter, has been sniffing around Tabata. I think the Brazilian window is still open until like April. So um, I think Tabata is going to get continued to continually linked there for a couple more weeks at least. Um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the things Rick t- t- just mentioned in the comments. Um, we were linked to Morita from, from Santa Clara. But then about a week later, they said it was dying down. And since Santa Clara had made a couple other sales, they didn't really need the money as much for Morita, like the $3.5 million. I'm guessing for like 50%, maybe a little bit more. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I definitely think it's an option potentially. And it's a legit rumor because I trust the sources here. Um, I think that guy Pedro had it too, Sepulveda. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely legit. They're definitely linked. They're definitely looking at him. Um, but, uh, I don't know if it's, it's going to happen. Depends on, yeah, depends on things shake out in the midfield. Otherwise, um, there was a, a very brief moment where we were linked to Svilar by CMTV rumor, but now it looks like he's going to Roma. I think his old sporting director is. I don't know if it, ew, it was linked. It was literally just like Benfica <laughs> are worried that they might be sniffing around. It's like we're definitely not sniffing around. <laughs> it's a two-year anniversary of Amorim being signed. Um, I already talked about the election. Uh, two Celestone games announced at Alvalade for six five and six nine. Again. Very strategic announcement of that one after the election because obviously it was one of the talking points. Ladies could play at Alvalade more. Oh, the grass, etc. I mean, I'm happy there. The Salasone's coming, but that is not lost on me that they, it was announced shortly afterwards that we're playing Nations League's game against Switzerland and then Czech Republic four days later. Uh, the green chairs are all done now. Um, RIP Rainbows, which I low-key kind of liked a little bit. Um, <laughs> I wish maybe a little bit was kept, uh, but yeah, the green chairs, I can't deny it looks good. 
Um, Matthias Reis won Defe- Defender of the Month for the league for the month of February, which was a good individual achievement for him. Um, Ugarth, 10% more of his uh, pass was activated for $2 million because he played against Moneyed Ends. So we now own 60% of Ugarth, and we paid $8.5 million. Um, we talked about the VMOC. Um, apparently, Matthias Nunes is like really heavily linked to City. Sporting want $40 million. Won't happen, but I guess it's good to ask for more. You can always come meet, meet in the middle, right? It's better than the 20 that they were asking for in the winter. Well, it's going to be like, like the 18 like plus two. He was like linked to Everton for like 18 plus two, and then the manager got sacked. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to City for like thirty million, and then like they're going to try and be like, "Oh yeah, you can have Porro for free now," even though it was eight point five. And will be like, so okay, yeah, there, there was a there was a there was a there was a uh, an article that Verandas and Hugo Vienna had lunch with the Sporting City director and CEO, and that and then a couple of days later it came out that they were talking about Matthias Nunes in this lunch. So, uh, well, yeah, we do have a partnership with City as well, don't we? Like, oh yeah, 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 an official. So like I don't even know if it's official, but it's a handshake agreement at least. Yeah, so I mean I could see us getting like another that young girl Herrera. I don't know if he's still actually at City, but like I know we were linked to him in, in summer gone by. So I don't know if, if he'll be coming or anything like that. But like I feel like we're probably gonna get another City player on loan or I think City are linked with like Girona as well. So if we get a play from there. I don't know what's good. I think it's gonna be like 30, 35 plus a player. Or if not, a lower fee for Pedro Porro. Which is good. I mean, he he raised his valuation in the second half of the season. Probably so, but he's had a couple of well, recently, it. to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, Plata's old agent is suing Sporting for 500k. Um, I guess he wants his money. Um, he's owed 400k on the on the most recent Sporting balance sheet. So I guess he wants a little bit more interest. Um, We'll see what happens. It's just a new lawsuit. That's why I'm reporting it. Um, there's obviously like a shit ton already active. Um, Plata. Oh no, Poro. Not Plata. Uh, basically, we know Poro is a done deal. Eight point five million city with the twenty million buyback clause. Um, I've reported that multiple times now. No one cares about the tweet. Mark my words, the day that it is made official and it is officially said that he has a $20 million buyback clause, everyone will freak out. I'm telling you now, it's March. We know that they have a $20 million buyback clause. In November, it was originally reported. I know it's coming. Everyone's going to be act all pissed or whatever and surprised, but it's happening. It's going to come. We know, right? So if you're listening to this... They're not going to activate anyway. I'm just saying that now. They've got, <laughs> they've got Cancelo and they've got Walker and they've got all these good players. Porro doesn't get into their team, which is good for us. And even so, I think he's being sold. If we do buy it, he, I, I can see it being like, oh, he's bought. I'll be selling him straight away because one of the Spanish clubs... Dude, I was, like on, I was reading comments on... I was reading comments on like a City post and they were all like, immediately buy him back and then sell him to Real Madrid for 40. <laughs> I was like, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> I, could, I could see that happen, to be fair. <laughs> I was like, fuck you guys. Why don't we just sell him to Real Madrid then, you fucking pussies? That's uh, Alanis for style, you know? Yeah, it's not like City need more money. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure they, they're good on that. On that <laughs> um, also, a long-lost friend of the show, Eduardo Enrique, 
He's been a regular starter for Al Rayad this season. No goal contributions, but he has been a regular starter. They're interested in extending his loan for an additional season. His current loan does not have an option to buy, unfortunately. Can't even take advantage of this good moment here. But hopefully take care of his salary and get him off the books for another year. Um, shout out, Eduardo. Um, and, yeah, the only other thing that I had on here was to make sure we talked about the sign ladies, which we <laughs> talked about. And, oh, also uh, viral tweets that are pissing me off. Um, have you seen the tweets recently that have been banging? These usually bang around Christmas time because it's, like, uh, obviously, like, holidays, gift-giving, etc. Um, and it's, like, if you don't know what to get me, get me this. And then it's, like, a picture of, like, sporting merchandise. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. So you definitely see them around the holidays a lot. But for yeah. some reason, they've been, like, happening again, like, a lot recently, the past week or two. And it's always the white sweatshirt, bro. And it's, like, how is this tweet getting, like, 3,000 favorites, bro? Who are these 3,000 people that somehow, at this late date, don't know that this is an impossible-to-purchase item? Like... And then I see multiple of them, bro, with multiple thousands on each of them. It's like, who are these people, dude? I don't, I don't get it, dude. I've it's just it like casuals, bro. I, where are they coming from? If if someone <laughs> has that hoodie and it's like not wants to impact you, and they could sell that on for like an extra hundred hundred pounds or hundred euros. It would, I would. You wouldn't be able to tell that. You, I swear, you'd be able to tell. Yeah, exactly. But like, I would still be like, hmm. I'd have to think. I would probably be a no, but like. Um, we said it before, they could have made so much more money if they just kept further in stock. And also, it is, at the time of recording, well, it's live anyway, uh, in my time, it's the 17th of March. Since the, the shirts were released in uh, July, no UEFA patches and no, um, is it a screw, a screw patch? Just, just I mean, let's be honest, guys. This is only going to be viable for a couple more months. So if you got a jersey to buy buy it right barring miracle but like they could have made so much more money if they just did that and i understand i don't understand like there's no logical explanation because they do it in store because i've seen it and i've seen people get it in store and it's like some things we'll never have an answer for and that's one of the things but it's like you think with like asking some of these questions because it's just easier to not ask these questions because they don't have answers but I think it's you need good to have like asking a, them. a journalist on like Sporting TV to ask the hard hitting questions. That should be one of them. Where he is these white hoodies? By Sporting TV, who's going <laughs> to ask some questions of the club? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But like, this is what I was I saying. I do like the guy, Tiago, I think his name is. Yeah. I, I met I think... him actually when he came to New York because um, he was doing a little bit. He actually filmed a bit of, uh, of Nuno Gabriel, my friend of the show, when he was here in 2018 oh. or 19. I know, I think one of the old Sporting TV presenters, I don't, don't know if he still does, he followed me on Twitter a while back because I remember Danny saying like he retweeted one of my tweets and I, I didn't really know who he was. But like Danny sent it to me and was like, oh, this is the, the, the old Sporting TV presenter. I was like, oh, like, oh, that's cool, I guess. But like, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I had a th- that had a, uh, like a conversation with it where it's, it's gone and I can't remember exactly what I was going to say. But no, um, like, yeah, they've they've missed out on probably hundreds more euros or thousands more euros if they're actually in common to the clues like they the made like over are... a mil in merchandise sales 
Um, the kits this year are nice enough for like year. a casual fan, not even a sporting fan, like a casual football fan to see like the away shirt or the Strump shirt or even the, the kit you're wearing to be like, yeah, that's a nice kit. I'm going to mm-hmm. get this. Still, like it's still not on like the UK Nike websites or like worldwide Nike websites, but they do have Galatasaray and like Sassuolo and all these shirts that are like Nike. It's like, like okay, it's obvious, right? It's March. We missed this year. It's like it, what's being done to ensure that we maximize it next year, right? And I yeah. just think it's going to be the same thing again, probably. And it's not like there's never been like the Champions League patch or Europa League patch to get. Because I remember I was going to, I've got the shirt in my drawer somewhere. It's the 2017 shirt. And I remember customizing it. I was going to get the patches and everything. But I went, I didn't go for it because it was like an extra, what, 30 if you get both patches and then the 30 euro delivery. So it could bring up to like 200 euros. I was like, no. But I remember because the model at the time was Fabio Cointrell on the shirt, like like modeling it. And I remember seeing the UCL patch. So I'm like, okay, so they definitely do offer it. Benfica offer UCL patches. Porto offer UCL and uh, Europa League patches on their shirts as well. So this was 17, Just, 18, I'm guessing. Yeah. No, that was it. Yeah. It was when I was in, when I was actually, i just come back from holiday in Portugal in August. And I was like, I really should have bought the shirt while I was there, but they didn't have any on my size in the, is it Sports Zone is what they're called? They're like, outlet. Yeah, they didn't have any of my size. And plus, like, I'm wearing the shirt now. The, the shirt sizes are all, like, you have to buy a size up, if not two, for, for some of the shirts, especially like the the old Macron shirts. You have to go at least two yeah, sizes. Yeah, Nike is definitely a size up. This is a, this is a large, I'm usually a medium. All Nikes are definitely, all the Nike kits this year are size up for sure. But if you somehow month, don't already know that <laughs> next month i am buying i made i've put money aside i'm buying the away shirt and i'm buying the strump and i'm hopefully getting them soon the strump's on 50 percent off uh i look you feel like the strump or the away is worth buying again because i got a medium and it's low-key small so i feel like i'm gonna want a large with a gold patch you know yeah i'm gonna get it from that other website that, that i think you found it which was like I can't remember exactly what the link is. Portugal, but, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they are real shirts because I think I think Nuno Gabriel yeah, ordered them. I think it was Nuno anyway. And I, I've ordered them. Like, yeah. That's where this came from. No, this is yeah. Danny's. This is actually from Lachevere, Portugal. Oh, I yeah. traded with Danny. I traded with Danny. He has an XL that I bought from there and gave to Danny. So Danny's is oh, from okay. there. Yeah, so I'm probably going to... I'm going to get names on the back, but I'm going to keep it a secret of who it will be. Oh, but, yeah, I'll do a big reveal. But yeah, um, I'm gonna gonna try and buy a size. I'm gonna, probably just gonna try and get the biggest size anyway because I'm a big guy. I'm quite tall, quite round. So you know, most of these tops don't fit. I'm like, is like very humbling because like I have a Juventus shirt which is the same size as this. Actually, one size less than this shirt, and it fits fine. But this one is so tight that I have to keep moving it up because it's just. Actually, <laughs> stick into my body, but yeah, these, I, have, these jerseys yeah. do have a weird shape. The Champions League kits for sporting. If you have, uh, if your body is is tough or like different, like this jersey will not fit. It doesn't even fit me. It's like it literally has a women's cut to it. Honestly, some it's like I don't know what's up with it. They all like curve out, but definitely size up if you're getting it. Maybe two even, but all the other yeah. ones at least one size up yeah I, I agree and then i i had the so i bought the training kits from nike and they fit fine and they're like my size like genuinely but i think the training kits 
I literally just templates with the sporting badge on anyway. So even if I went to like my Sports Direct and bought it from there, it would be the same. Yeah, same it'd be the same there. thing in theory. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm hopefully gonna get. I've I've still not, I'm definitely getting the away shirt because I like it. I'm undecided on the Strump. I was either gonna go for the Strump or the Home, or maybe just not go for a second one at all. But like, to be honest, I might just get the, the away. away. People hate on the away. I I don't. Mind I love it. it. I, I genuinely yeah. like we've had a bad like record in it, but like at first I hated it, but when I was in Rocha Verde, I went in and I saw it and I was like, you know, I actually really like it. But they didn't have my size, unfortunately. But um yeah, so I think I think definitely the away shirt, but I'm I'm on the fence about getting another shirt because I, I got my bonus recently from work. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna splash <laughs> some of it. But I'm like, am I can I really afford to buy two shirts? Yeah, Especially because your bonus something. from work is probably just spent on the difference in gas, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking <laughs> I filled up my tank two days ago, 80 quid, which like a month before was like I think 60 something, like before the war had started, like the, the Ukraine war had started. So oh, anyway. Uh, I think I think that's 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 what we've got. Have you got anything else? You just run through some quick mudly dad stuff. Yes. Um um, so the B team, uh, they, they're going to start their second round. They're in like the relegation round. Cause of the top four and will go to like the playoffs and they're, so they, they're in like, so you keep the same points, but you just keep playing and then the bottom two get relegated. So they haven't started it yet. They're going to start it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, U23 is same situation. Um, they're in like the lower half, the past the revel which is just like teams that don't make it to the championship round. Um, there's rumors of a league at Revelation too. Not sure. Just don't finish in the bottom two and make it so that the U23 team is relegated to some bullshit league next year that's just starting up. Like, fuck that. Um, <laughs> ladies beat Braga in the league 2 nothing, but then lost to them 2-1 in the Test of the Liga semifinal. Doris Bacic, our keeper, had a pretty devastating error. Like a pass back just like rolled under her foot. And that's what Braga scored one of their goals. Um, but then we smacked Maritimo 5 nothing in the Tasso of Portugal. So we're in the Tasso of the Portugal semis, out of the Tasso of the Liga, and um, chasing in the league. Um, Futsal won the Tasso of the Liga since our last. So that was like a while ago. That was like three weeks ago. We beat Benfica in the final 5 2, which is sick. Um, and then we've won all three of our league games since then. Um, handball. Kept it interesting by losing their second to last year uh, European League game. Um, so if they had just beat the last place team in their group, Ike Athens, then they would have been through. But they lost, so they left the decision to the last day. Then they ended up winning, so they're through. Um, fortunately, basketball lost today. They lost the first leg by three, and then they lost in Turkey today to a Turkish team. Um, best sex here. Uh, old friends of the of this of the show and of the club. <laughs> Uh, we lost by like ten. We were actually up in the fir- in the third up in the third quarter. Ended up losing by like ten. There are a few players I recognized as well. Um, Sam Decker used to play for Houston. I saw. And yeah, I think yeah, there was another yeah. one. I can't remember. But they had a few players. I was like, oh, I recognize. They definitely them. have a bigger budget than us. Um, we kept it close. I think Trevante got hurt. Went out. Um, I hope he's okay. I don't know how bad it is. Um, but yeah, uh, furthest a Portuguese team has ever ever made it. I, I think it's more than any of us expected us to, to get further than any of us expected. So it was a good run, making it all the way to the quarterfinals. Um, and then we've won our t- two league games since uh, 
the pod as well. Hockey. Um, we lost to Benfica in the South of the Portugal 4-1, but we've also won our two other league games. Um, a couple gold medals um, for Oriol Dungmo, the shot putter who's really good, won the Olympics. George Fonseca won a gold. Patricia Mamona won a gold at their respective meets. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and cool. also our UEFA Youth League game. It's supposed to be against Dynamo Kiev in Kiev. Obviously, that's not happening. I don't know what's going to end up happening with that game or if it's ever going to get played. But the semifinals are defined. Like, three of the four teams in the semifinals are defined. And then just, like, our part of the bracket is just undefined yet because we still need to play. So we know we'll play um, Benfica if we win. And then if we beat Benfica, we'll play Juventus in the semifinal. Um, but I, I hope – I don't, like, know what the situation is with all of the Cinema Kiev players even. Like, uh, it's been very ambiguous. It was rescheduled from March 9th to March – or March 2nd to March 9th. And then when it was clear that it wasn't getting played on March 9th, it just is now in limbo. So I have no idea. But hope everything is, is good with all the players, obviously. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, just before we go, moving on to just the, the league table at the moment. So Porto are still ahead by six. Um, Sporty's next game, is like you said, it gets every three of remains. Porto's next game is against Bovista away. So, I mean, definitely not like the, the hardest team, but I think Bovista away is, is definitely going to not be an easy challenge. Um have had success so, there in the past couple of seasons, though. Um, yeah. At the Bessa. Well, I mean, I'm looking, yeah, I, I'm looking at Porto's schedule, which is, I think, is much more difficult than us. So they've got Borussia at home, Santa Clara, uh, sorry, Borussia away, Santa Clara at home, Guimarães away, Portimonense at home, Braga away, Benfica away, Vizela at home, and Estoril at home. So we pretty much got to hope they drop points to Braga and Benfica, and that, that mm-hmm. like, and then maybe like another point here or there. Because even if they do drop three points, they're ahead on goal difference because we've drawn both times. So I think it, it goes to goal difference after that, doesn't it? Because usually it goes like head-to-head versus we've drawn both times. But it doesn't do the away goals then? It does, does the it? away goals thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what was the score? Uh, for, I think... Let me just, so the 2-2 was the one where they beat... Uh, they were at home. So we scored two away, and they scored one away at 1-1. One, one. So I actually think we have the tiebreaker on them. Is that how it works? Okay, I thought mm-hmm. it went to goal difference. So yeah, we, yeah. we okay, so they could drop six points, we could still win the league, and, but we just have to be perfect. Like I said, we've we've still got, a, I'm not saying we have an easy schedule compared to them, but like we still got, like we have to play an informed draw for Sint, we have to play Benfica. I mean, we've beat them twice already, but... If they draw, they need to draw two and lose one, right? Yeah. Or draw three. So, yeah. Or lose two. <laughs> so, so I think the most realistic one is to lose to Braga and Benfica, or at least maybe a point off Braga and then lose to Benfica. With Benfica playing, playing quite well, and I know they, they drew to Jules Vicente, but like it'll be said, they play well against Ajax and got through. So, and like they could get a team like Lille or Villarreal in the next round and, you know, could go even further. Or they could get a Man City and who knows what will happen. Atletico Madrid did not impress me either. I feel like they, they they never really do. I feel like they, they just, just they, they just parked the bus against Manu, and Manu is not the greatest team. 
They're on Ponsasal, like and Simeone, because they're just like they they they're pretty much tactics are based on like passion and like playing for the shirt more than like a an aesthetic <laughs> way of football. But like, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I I do like Simeone as a manager, but that's because like he doesn't manage like a rival, which I feel like if like the same with Ponsasal, like if if he wasn't a rival, I'd probably sort of like like him. But because he's a supporter manager, you know, it's got to be done. But I think. We can wrap it up there. I think that that's everything we've got. Um, so, so Gunray's next week, next Saturday, and then international break um, until the next game is the third of April. So we've got quite a, a big stretch of, of break there. Um, Portugal play Italy, I believe. Is that correct? In the, the qualifiers, or is it Turkey and Italy? I can't remember. It's Turkey but, and then Italy. Winner of Italy, North Macedonia. Okay. So, yeah. So, hopefully Portugal can make it through. Um, if they do or they don't, we'll probably do maybe like a, a joint podcast with that one, um, just so we can wrap everything up. Um, just before we go, shout out to Mal. Um, hello, everyone. First time in the English version of Sporting 160. I hope you're not the real Samal, <laughs> but like we, we, we appreciate you. Thank you for your, your kind words. Um, but yeah, that's the signing off from, from me and Chris. We should be back hopefully soon. Definitely will not be another two week break, hopefully, uh, or three week break, however long it's been. But make sure to follow us on Twitter, supporting 160 EN, and get all our latest updates there. Um, podcast times, uh, breaking news, um, and rumors. Um, follow us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and uh, Apple Podcast as well. But that's been it from, from me and Chris. Hope you have a good evening or good afternoon, wherever you are. Good morning if you're, you're Jose uh, in Australia. And peace. <laughs>